Hi, I'm Rick Atkins, pastor here at CFCC. Welcome. We hope you enjoy this sermon and that God uses it to grow you in your relationship with Him. Before we get started, our goal is not to replace your investment in a local church with online content. We were made for community. We want to encourage you to engage in a local church with your gifts. See, when the people of God invest in the community of God, they experience the transformative power of God. And that is our hope and prayer for you. Again, thanks for joining us and we hope you enjoy the sermon. What I first loved about our partnership with the church in Costa Rica is just God's divine providence in bringing us together with the perfect church. Um, I'm so impressed with Pastor Demas and his vision, his love for the community. And then to go down there and to see our pastor with Pastor Demas um, was just remarkable. I know they formed a real bond, a real brotherhood in Christ, and I love to see that. I think. Um, to see us going down and working together with them to advance the kingdom um, down there. It follows us home for those of us that have been here. It gives us a new excitement for um, partnering with others and, and serving and being the church. But I think the thing that I love the most is the personal relationships that I formed with um, different ladies down there. I think for everyone that's gone, um, there's at least one person that you have a special connection with that either you've had the same life experience or there's just something that clicks. But when I get home, um, several of them, we speak almost on a weekly basis. We're able to share, um, pray with each other and um, just be sisters in Christ, and I love that. Facebook and technology makes that so easy. Um, and then it also gives me a vision of the church. It has given me a new view of the church and our worship services and praise. Um, it's just a wonderful time, just a small glimpse of heaven. So what does this partnership mean to us uh, with Costa Rica? It really is uh, just an amazing experience that we actually get the chance to go across the world and just uh, invest in people's life just as much as they invest in us. Um, this partnership has helped me to grow in my own faith um, and it has shaped our church in so many ways. As people get to go, they come back just a little bit changed. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, partnership, when people think about it, I think it's a legal document or a legal binding between a church and a community, but to me it's family. We have honestly become a family with yes. these people here. We communicate with each other, talk to each other. It's more than just going there on a trip. It's lifelong commitment with them. Yeah, and the relationships that we're building, as Melissa was saying, like we actually get a chance to call them, talk to them, you know, when we can. And uh, it's just such a beautiful thing to see that grow. Um, because if we didn't have this partnership with this church, you know, and it was just another one-time trip, we wouldn't be able to build those relationships. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing that we're just partnered with this one church yeah. because our relationship with them just grows yeah. more and more each day and it's just a blessing to have them in our lives. Um, they say we're blessings to them, but they're more that to that Absolutely. to us. Yeah, so we love them. We do. Well, good morning, church. 
I, uh, as Pastor Rick said earlier, this is our Global Outreach Sunday, and uh, this has been an exciting morning so far. I can't wait to, to share with all of you guys what God has been doing through our partnership in Costa Rica. Um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Charles Fox. I'm well, currently one of the elders here at Carolina Forest. Uh, I also had the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at this church for 20 years until Rick had had enough of me and he kicked me out. So I'm kidding. He, he's gone this morning and so, you know, I can do whatever I want today. Uh, no, uh, while I served in a lot of different areas when I was here uh, on staff, uh, I always had a heart and a passion for, for global outreach. I'm, I'm a firm believer that when you expand your interactions or your engagement with other believers outside of just this church or just Myrtle Beach or, or even our country, it expands your view of who God is and how much he loves us and how big our church family really is. And so back in 2014, 2015, somewhere in there, we started having conversations about global outreach and, and, and maybe rethinking uh, our strategy because our goal was, was to not just go on mission trips, but to rather create some intentionality with our relationships. And when it comes to, you know, where we go, how often we go, you know, when we go and what our long-term goals are. Um, obviously, we're big believers in the importance of the local church, and so we wanted to find a local church somewhere in the world that we could partner with so that we could serve together, serve our communities, and, and build each other up. Uh, but the next step in this process was to determine, you know, where in the world, literally where in the world do we go from here? And I, I remember saying something to Pastor Rick, I was like, well, how are we going to figure this out? And he said, don't worry, don't worry, God's going God's to tell us. And, and so uh, it, it probably was less than a week later, we get, you know, a flyer in the mail. Um, church gets junk mail just like you guys do. And, and so, you know, we, we looked at it and it had a picture of the United States and all these other countries and like arrows going to the different countries. And it said on there something like connecting churches to do ministry together. And I'm not saying that God always speaks to us through junk mail, but it was exactly what we had been talking about in some of our internal meetings. It's like, that's what we want. We want to connect with another local church and us do ministry together. So the flyer was for this missions organization called Praying Pelican Missions. Uh, and Rick gave it to Pastor Brody and myself at the time, and we started uh, making phone calls with PPM, and, and there was a, a really long process of, the, of them getting to know us and us getting to know them and the different countries that they serve in, and we finally landed on Costa Rica. And to make like a really long story uh, short, since that time, we've gone on 15 mission trips to Costa Rica with around 70 different participants from this church. And it has been amazing. Now, I will say uh, at least half of those 70 have gone back, and that's kind of how it is. So if you're sitting there thinking, I might want to go on one of these mission trips, just so you know, you probably are going to want to go back after you do that. Um, throughout this process, we've not only gained an amazing church partner, which we'll talk about here in just a minute, but we also, something unexpected happened. We gained this partnership with the missions organization, Praying Pelican Missions. Uh, the staff there are local. They're in Costa Rica, uh, and they work with pastors, and they do all the, the legwork for us. So they set up the trips, 
the transportation. They work with the churches to, to provide lodging and, and food pro- provided by you know, people from in the church. Uh, and then, you know, they, they, they get us a purpose and a plan for that week while we're there uh, because they're working with the pastors themselves. And so what we've done uh, is not only do they give us all this other work, they also provide us with a, a trip leader and translators for the trip. And we have had the privilege for 13 of our 15 trips to have the same trip leader. And so many of you don't know her, uh, but she has basically become part of our CFCC church family. We have a lot of great memories with her, uh, and she's here today. But before she comes up, uh, we have a video from Pastor Tyler sharing one of his very first memories. So check this out. So I first met Coney on my first trip to Costa Rica. I was supposed to be teaching for the Sunday service and teaching with a translator is already a little bit challenging because you have to talk and then wait for them to interpret. But as you may have noticed, when I teach, I like to move around a lot. So when I get up on Sunday morning, there's this big platform that kind of step comes out from the stage and there's a pulpit in the middle. So I start there, I make my first point and I walk over to the side. And Coney steps beside me and boxes me in to the little corner of the stage so I have nowhere to go. So when I try to back up, I'm like crashing into her. So she just sticks me on this wing of the stage so I can't move. And the whole time I'm teaching, I'm just wobbling back and forth because I can't do my normal walk around thing. So I get done and she just starts laughing. She goes, they warned me about you. I wanted to make sure you didn't get around too much. So that was my first encounter with her. Uh, She is so much fun, and it is my privilege to be able to introduce you to her, uh, both as a playful, friendly, uh, wonderful heart for Jesus, and just a really amazing person to know. So it's my pleasure to introduce you guys uh, to Coney. Hi, guys. Hola, amigos. Hola. Tyler talks a lot. (laughs) <laughs> it passed. So I do have an excuse about that. He, he needs some control. <laughs> so there was also another great memory from that week that he didn't share uh, from in the video. It was his birthday, right? And in Costa Rica, I don't know if you do it, I think you don't. Adults, no kids because they get traumatized. Adults, when it's their birthday, we put their face on the cake, right? <laughs> we we do, and I was not trying to be like sketchy or script. I was right behind him, and I didn't know he didn't even know. And I was like right there waiting in a really obvious way that I was gonna do it. So he takes the bite. I'm like put his face right on the cake. He went everywhere. <laughs> Apparently his nostrils and all that, right? <laughs> and now that I think back at that. I still will do it again. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he was surprised, let's say that. <laughs> that gives you a little bit of an idea of Coney and her personality and how much fun that we have on these trips. I mean, it's, it's always a, a blast. Now, Coney, I know you work with a lot of churches, and this is, you know, online and being recorded. You can't say that we were your favorite, but we know. Um, so... But you've had the opportunity to get to know our church family, you know, outside of, this is the first time you've ever been in this building, right? So you got, have gotten to know us from a distance. Um, what has been your impressions of Carolina Forest? Uh-oh. Okay. So 
you guys were my first trip in PPM ever in mission trip. So I love you guys. I love Carana Forest with my whole heart. And there's something that makes me love you even more if it's possible. And it's that you are intentional and you want mm. to connect. You want the relationship and you care about people like deeply. It's not, you're never afraid of the hard conversations or the heartbreaking moments. You are ready to jump in. And you have never said no to me when mm. I ask crazy things. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know God about this, but I'm going to tell them. And you always say yes. Mm. No, it doesn't matter how big the change of plans are. You say yes. And you're paying attention. You pay attention. You love people. And that makes you love you even more. Mm. I am so proud. When we go to these trips, I'm so proud uh, of this church family and how all of you, like she said, we don't say no. If God's leading us to do something, we're going to do it. And even if it's uncomfortable, because there are times when, you know, you're, we're stretched out of our comfort zones. And, and what I too love also, you said, the relationships. We, yeah. And I know I'm biased. I've, I've been in this church for half my life now, right? And so I am very biased, but I know that this church is unique. We do have this relational uh, aspect to our church and how we love each other well. And, and we go on these trips and it gives us the opportunity to, to show that to other people uh, across the world. So um, thank you for, for being the kind of church that, that I'm so proud to be part of. So um, now you are also an integral part of connecting us with Iglesia Mejores Diaz, which is our church partner, and uh, Pastor Dimas. Um, what is it about him and the vision of their church that you felt like would be such a good fit for us? So I met Pastor Dimas like six years ago, five years ago, and at that time, his wife was really pregnant from the last child. And I remember he was so passionate, and he, you could see in his face and everything he did, how much he loves the community, how much he loves people. He's, again, the selfless person I've ever met. And he's all about the connection and showing love to others and, like, being present and loving on people. So I, again, like, I've been on a lot of trips with you, like, a lot, more than I should. No. <laughs> uh, so I know your heart, and I knew that he was a little bit lonely even at that moment, and I knew that he needed that connection that you were you had as a part of your being as a church. And mm. I knew it would be a great connection. Like, I knew it even before we did the vision trip, probably. Yeah. Like, Pastor Mark and Charles and Rick came that time, right? And we were supposed to, we drove through the country a lot. Yeah. Like Mark, three days. Mark did not like your driving. I remember, that's what I remember about that trip was Mark, <laughs> he was scared. So... <laughs> It was like a rough curb, like it was a little bit strong in, um, but he didn't take a nap like the three days I was driving, like he was my... We drove all over the country, and like he, hours and hours every day. Like, I'm a good driver. <laughs> if you um, have to tell people you're a good driver, are you a good driver? <laughs> I am a good driver, guys. So, um, we were supposed to do the vision trip, and before that, I have to present like this profile, these pastors that I had. But I knew it was Pastor Dima since day one, but I still have to do like the process. And we did, we visited like four different pastors all over the country, and I knew it was Pastor Dimas, like I knew it from the beginning. So we get to my house, we're gonna have dinner, and they ask me, what do you think? And I'm like, I know exactly where it is, where I want you guys to go, 
but I want to be the Holy Spirit to tell you that and to show you that. So they told me, Pastor Dimas, and I was like, yes, thank you, Lord. Mm. Yes, this is it. This is the relationship that you guys were both looking for. Yeah. In a way, I feel like you needed each other in a way. Mm -hmm. And it was like godly made. Like you could see the Holy Spirit working on making that meeting happen. Yeah. Let, you, you heard Nancy in the video earlier talking about this special bond between Pastor Dimas and Pastor Rick. And, you know, I, because he's not here, I can say what I want. Um, you know, he, uh, he wouldn't say this, but, but being a pastor is extraordinarily hard. Um, leading a church is very challenging and can be lonely at times. And, uh, and you think that's weird because there's so many people in the church who love him and everything, but, but it's, it can be very lonely. And, and I know Pastor Demas was in that same place. And so the two of them and the connection that they have is really, really amazing. Um, you know, I've, I've been friends, close friends with Rick for a lot of years, probably close to 20 years. And uh, he's never given me a hug. Like I see him hug Demas every time we get there. Uh, so it's just, it's really great to see that, that bond that they have. And I think that, I think the churches see that and they see that connection. And then we just naturally have a connection with the church there as well. Um, so just, just as a side note, keep, keep Pastor Rick and Tyler and Mark in your prayers uh, because, because leading a church is extraordinarily challenging and, and just giving them uh, the support that they need with your prayers. Um, now, you know, and one more thing. If you want to really get to know Pastor Rick, uh, he doesn't go on every trip, but he goes on most of them. And if you really want to get to know him, come on one of these trips because you get to see the real Rick. He's, He's really funny. <laughs> he is funny. Yeah. And a little bit mean, too, <laughs> but mostly funny. Well, Coney, obviously, he's seen Coney, you know, smashing people's faces in cakes, so he, he probably just, you know, gives it back to you. Um, okay, so uh, talk a little bit about Pastor Demas, because the first time we went to the church, we noticed that the, you know, the, the church wasn't done. So I met Pastor Demas six years ago, something like that, five years ago, six years ago. And I went to his house. Uh, I talked to his wife, to the kids, and then we went to the church. And part of my job is like I have to see what the needs are, if there's projects, something to do. And I noticed the church is just like a big roof and like pillars, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what about the walls? Like, this is a project. We need some walls. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is exactly what I wanted. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like... I don't want walls in this church. I want these to be people to be able to come and go, come here, refill, and go other places. I want the church to be not this place, not just Nambi, not these walls. I want us to truly be the church and that wherever we go, wherever Jesus is in our hearts, that's the church. That's mm -hmm. where you're planted. Well, that's where you're supposed to go. And this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. This is the church without, without walls. Yeah. And, and watching, when you're sitting in the church during a service or just sitting there, you are looking out into their community, into the village there of Nambi. And it is, it really does do exactly what his goal is, is, is yeah, we're the church, uh, but what, who we're serving is what we're looking at. And so it's a, it's an amazing um, vision that he has. And the fact that you know, he didn't put walls, and then knowing the story, the backstory to that, um, you may remember a few months ago, we referenced something called the Demas Project, and, 
And uh, several people who, from this church who went on trips before, they heard his story and they, they saw where he and his family were living. He has four kids. And, and God just placed it on your hearts to start raising some money, um, to, to start raising money to, to build this family uh, a house. And so uh, I'm excited to announce that this church has raised enough money to build them a house, and construction started on Wednesday of this last week. And so... Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't something that we, you know, the, the church leadership did. This was the church being the church, seeing a need, and say, "Hey, let's let's provide for this need." And I mean, some of you guys, you know, did two weeks worth of garage sales. I mean, garage sales are not fun, right? Just raising, saving money uh, for uh, for this for this project. And why don't you share a little bit of the backstory to their house and and the church? So. When I went there, when I went to his house, I noticed there was like this big box, not big, a box. And there was just a division in the house. And that was like the separation between both rooms. They have four kids, by the way. Um, and I noticed that on the floor, you could see where the walls used to be and like the divisions of the house, but they were not there, just like the marks were used to. And I was like, so pastor, tell me about your testimony. What happened, like the church? And he started telling me, they were renting a building. They had the church there, right? And they asked for the building back, so they didn't have where to have church. Like, they just didn't even have a place. And pastor was, like, a little bit desperate, and he was, like, praying and saying, I don't know what to do. Is the church in Lambie going to disappear? Like, we don't have a place to gather, a place to meet. And he was praying in the night, and God answered him, talked to him, and told him, give me everything you have. And he was like, but I have nothing. Give me everything you have. And pastor said, my house? You want my house? And God repeated, yes, give me everything you have. So that morning he took to Pastor Adriela and told her, the church is gonna, the house is going to become the church. This is going to be the church. So they rip off all the walls, the separations, everything they took. Everything they had, they put it in the backyard, small place. And they were sleeping on tents for more than six months as a family. Because the house was the church. Mm-hmm. And... When I don't get much answers from pastor, I go to pastora, the wife, and she tells me everything. So um, she told me it was really hard. We sacrificed a lot. We sacrificed safety, privacy, or relationship, intimacy, all the things that you can imagine. And, but they, as a family, are in unity. Like what pastor says, pastora believes, and the kids are wonderful. They are behind that, and they love the same way. And the church became the house. They didn't have a house. Now, it has been like some years after now. And the house is the same way. It doesn't have like divisions. And every time I will go and visit and I'll hang out with them and I'll talk to them, I was like, so pastor, how is everything going? And they were like, we're getting materials. We're saving money. We're buying a hundred concrete concrete blocks. We're buying things for the roof. We're buying wood for this. We're giving this, da 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 And the next time I will see him or talk to him, I was like, so pastor, how's the house going? So there was this guy in the church who this happened in his house, so we used the materials to fix his house. One time was okay, okay? And then next time he was getting, again, saving up materials. And I would go and visit, and I was like, how's the construction? Are you saving enough? And he was like, so this happened at the church, like this part fell down, so we have to fix it, and you use the materials for the house. This happened, I'm not kidding, seven, eight times. Yeah. Through the years. 
So until now, they haven't been able to build up the house because every time a need comes, and he's a selfless pastor, he gives everything to the community. Doesn't matter if they're Christian or not. Yeah. And even like our first trip there, I think he had some supplies that he was preparing to, to build his house with. And instead of building his house, he knew we were coming and he built us a cabin so that we had a place to sleep while they're on the church campus. And so over and over again, you know, they were going to build a house and he gave those supplies away and the resources away. And, and so what's so exciting, I mean, it's probably one of the, 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 the best moments that I've ever had on one of these trips was when we went and we took him and his family uh, separate, you know, from everywhere else. And we just, it was just our team and his family. And we shared with him that our church had come together and raised money to build them a house. And I mean, it was a really, really powerful moment. Uh, we were up on this mountaintop looking, looking, it was sunset. It was just like a God ordained moment. And and really great part about it is, uh, for his wife especially, is that we've done this through PPM, and so all the funds go through PPM and to build the house, and so he can't give any of it away. <laughs> We're going to build a house, guys. <laughs> right. I'm going to make sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, just again, thank you for, for being the church. Another really cool thing that you guys have been part of and that's come through this partnership. Uh, most of you guys don't know about was this last January we were there and there were a, a couple of people uh, who were on that trip and, and they heard Pastor Demas and some of the students talking about how they would love to go on mission trips like how we do in there and go there. And so uh, again, a couple of guys from this church came back here, started raising money in our community uh, not even just in the church, in the community, and telling people about this. And, and they raised enough money to send uh, 12 people, eight high school students and four adults, on a mission trip from their church, 11 hours away into a, a, a village, Talamanca, right? It's an indigenous reservation. Right. Waze told me seven hours, but in reality, it was like 11 hours driving. Right, and just like going to Nambi is a, is a stretch for us. It gets us out of our comfort zone. This was a stretch for, for this team to, out of their comfort zone. And why don't you share, and Coney led the trip. Coney and her husband, Josue, led that trip. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So it's wonderful, but it's a little bit rough, to be honest. Like, there's no running water. There's no electricity. Um, there's one toilet, but you have to, like, fill the tank of water so it can flush. Um, showers, uh, we have to go to the river to take showers, not showers, like to get washed. And it was wonderful. They don't speak Spanish, they, well, some of them, but they speak Cavecar because it's a reservation. And it was wonderful, guys. There's so many kids, and the ministry is so strong, so rough. Like, you could feel it in your bones. And that's exactly what they felt. If for Carolina Forest, Nambi is a stretch, for Nambi, Talamanca was a huge stretch. We have teenagers, girls, really girly girls, so it was fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and actually, three of those teenagers that went on a mission trip, they are fruits from times that Corona Forest had gone to Costa Rica. Like mm. I saw, like I remember three of them that we would go to deliver bags of food to their houses, and they will be like shy and close, and we will ask. Can we pray for you? And some of them, at some times, they did say, 
And now, this time that we came back, they are part of the church. Mm. And they wanted to go to serve. So look at the fruits of the things that you guys are doing. They, at some time, were pouring on them, and now they are pouring on another community. It was wonderful. It was rough, but wonderful. Yeah, when we're there, we go and we do this food distribution, and you know, we go into these homes, uh, and, and here's a situation where the, the mission trips that we've been a part of, to, to see how that impacted a teenager, and now that teenager is going to another part of the country and sharing God's love. It's awesome. On the last trip, they gave us uh, the team that was going on the trip uh, because they were just so thankful for this opportunity that we had helped provide for them. They gave us this bowl made out of uh, mango wood. Yeah. Is that like a Costa Rica thing? Or something? It's a tree. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a tree, but anyway. Okay, so, uh, but it says doing missions together. And, and I started thinking back to these first conversations that we started having in, in the offices over here, just trying to think through what is our, our strategy? What is our ultimate goal? And it's churches coming together to, to do ministry together. And that's what, for me, that's what this bowl really represents. And, and we're going to continue to try to send these teams from Nambi over to Talamanca uh, and, and see where God takes that. Um, you can be part of that too. You can sponsor a, a teenager from Nambi to go on one of these trips. I mean, they don't have the resources to be able to do that. And so this gives us a chance to help spread the gospel to places that, I mean, you heard her talking about it. I don't know if a lot of us are going to sign up for that trip. So, um, so it was just such a blessing to see how God is the vision that God gave us all those years ago is starting to, to come to light. And I think Rick and Charles, at some point, they will use this example about a funnel. Like God will pour blessings on them. It will go to Mejores Dias, to the church. And for a couple of years, that was what was happening, right? The funnel was happening. And now years after, we can see how God bless you, that you bless us, and now we're able to share those blessings too. So in a way, you are not ministering just to Nambi. Now you are going the whole side of the country and ministering on the people of Talamanca to Huboy too. And that's a blessing itself. Yeah, we had, a, we had a video meeting last week with Pastor Dimas and Coney and Pastor Rick, and we were talking, and, we were, and Dimas just could not stop talking about the trip. And, and um, at one point, he had tears in his eyes, and he said, thank you for rescuing me. Um, the impact that this church and the relationship that we've built uh, has been one that we've been able to see the fruit of. Um, and we've been able to, uh, he, he said something about, like, this has been an awakening for his church, uh, not just him, but for his church, you know, from the teenagers and to the adults, when they came back, they were just on fire for the Lord. And that has been uh, exciting. And one, one more thing I want to share with you and show you that, Pastor Rick asked me to share this with you guys too. Um, on our last trip, uh, Pastor Demas gave, gave this, presented this to us as a church, to our team. So I want to share it with you guys. Um, you see, you have a hummingbird, uh, and this, this says Iglesia Mejores Dias. That represents their church. And then our uh, church as the flower. And Pastor Demas is very poetic romantic i will say <laughs> right rick yeah. is too yeah yeah believe it or not rick is too you just wouldn't believe it uh, until you get there um but 
you know, he talked about how they're the bird and we're the flower. And, and every time we come, it's like they come and they get the nutrients and the vitamins that they need to fly off and continue to do ministry. And so uh, he, they presented that to us. And so I wanted to show this to you guys. I'm sure we'll put it up somewhere. Uh, but every time you see it, now every time I, I see a hummingbird, that's what I, I think about. Is I think about that just beautiful picture of our two churches and how we need each other in order to survive. And so um, that's that. Now, last thing I want to share is uh, Coney has been so amazing to this church. Um, countless hours go into every single trip that we go on. Um, there's so much preparation, a lot of meetings that we have, and I can't thank her, thank her enough. Um, you guys, she is extremely smart. She is uh, gifted in a lot of ways, and I know her story, and she has sacrificed a lot to, to work with churches like ours, to sleep on air mattresses in crazy conditions so that um, she can serve God and she can help us serve God. And so on behalf of our church, thank you, Coney, for all you do. We love you. You know, we can go get a tattoo of like the church logo on your arm or something while this afternoon. A but t-shirt, it's okay. <laughs> T-shirt's fine, okay. <laughs> um, but we, we thank you so much for all you do. Um, the last thing I want to tell you, uh, we have some trips that are coming up uh, next year. We have three trips instead of uh, two, like we've been doing. So three trips, one in February, one in June, and we've added a third one in October. And so we would love for anybody who wants to be part of that to, to uh, come talk to us after the service, and we'll tell you more about that in just a second. Uh, and then before uh, we have one more person that's going to come up and share with us before we finish today. Uh, this morning, uh, we've asked someone to come speak to us who's been on more trips than anyone else in this church, more like twice as many as me. Uh, and so before he comes, I want you to check out this video. Hello, church. I want to speak about the mission trip I was uh, fortunate to be a part of back in January of this year uh, down to Costa Rica. Um, I've supported mission trips in the churches I've been involved, uh, but always found a reason I probably couldn't participate. Uh, it was great with the enthusiasm and support, commitment, dedication that Carolina Forest has for mission trips and talking with the pastors and the youth ministers here that um, I was fortunate to go on the trip and uh, said yes, finally, after all these years. Uh, and on that trip, what I found was uh, even more the enthusiasm and excitement about our church carrying God's message to others, but also to see uh, the Carolina Forest family and the families there interacting uh, with God's hands moving throughout. And you can feel God's presence something I would never be able to describe without being there, uh, could only talk about and hear from others. Uh, it was just an amazing time. Um, and I, I'd always thought I practiced faith um, faithfully, uh, put in those situations to be able to pray for somebody else, to be able to carry them food, for them to pray for you, for them to thank you, uh, really strengthened myself, uh, gave me a 
better commitment towards my faith and to be more active, uh, to be more purposeful in what I do, what I think about, what I pray about. I would say, as I was told when the plane landed in Costa Rica, if you want to see the Bible come to life, go on mission. And I believe that now, I've learned that now, and my heart has that now. It's been awesome, like just going there and just the preparing for it in the beginning was awesome. Just kind of like, this is what now I'm getting to experience from all the stories. And now I get to see everybody and know the, meet the faces from the names. And then actually going there and afterwards, it's just been like, I just kind of like take what I learned in Costa Rica almost and put it into my life. Yeah, I, um, the biggest thing I think was um, having no idea what I was going to expect when I got there and just uh, the uh, God's presence throughout the entire time. I mean, um, so much, um, so many times that we're, we're praying, uh, you know, over someone or with someone, uh, it just made me think how much I uh, don't do that as much here. Uh, so upon getting back, I found myself quicker to pray when someone says, uh, hey, pray for me. I have a, uh, some sort of issue. Uh, I'm quick to grab them and say, let's pray now. And um, also just uh, after being on mission for that week there, it made me think to myself to live more on mission all the time when I, when I got back. Y'all thought service was over. We're going to go a little bit longer. Guys, thank you so much for being here. My name is Tom Cretelli. I am the student director here on campus, so that means I, I work with 6th to 12th graders, so pray for me. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to be here on Global Outreach Sunday. When I first started um, coming to CFCC about seven years ago, I went on the first Costa Rica missions trip, and it drastically changed the trajectory of my life. So I kept going back. And like Charles said, since then I've been about 13 or 14 times, and a couple of people after last service were like, hey, that's pretty impressive. And I'm like, well, no, it's not, because I should know Spanish by now. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Duolingo. Anyone? Like, that's where we teach you how to speak you know, different languages. I am still 4% fluent in Spanish, and I've been there so many times. So because of that, real quick, I want to talk to my Spanish uh, professors back in college and high school. I'm so sorry I never paid attention and said I was never going to need it. Unlike quadratic equations, I needed this. So one of the questions I get asked when, I, when talking about Costa Rica is, why do you keep coming back? And what I've learned after many times being on these trips is that I need to have an answer because... I can simply say there's so many reasons and there's too much for me to name. And as true as that is, um, every trip I come back with these different stories, different ways that God has made himself evident in, in the work that we were doing down there that I could speak on it for hours. But one thing that I can honestly say after every trip for the reason I go back is because my view of God expands every time I'm there. I see God in a whole new way. And I'm here today because I want us as a church to expand the way that we see God. I, I want to see students in this church expand the way that they see God, to see more of his love and recognize who we are in him. 
that that would continue for the rest of our lives. And there are so many ways that God's going to do that in us and that he can do that in us. But specifically for this week, these trips and this partnership is just one opportunity for that. So from my personal experience, I want to share with you how my view of God expanded because of these trips. So number one, our strategy, like Charles and Coney were talking about, um, is relationship over resources. Um, they shared this before, but when we, went, we went on this vision trip. That's what, that's what Coney was talking about when we were trying to see who God is leading us to, what pastor we're going to partner with. Um, and we got to talking with Pastor Dimas for the first time. And one of the first things he said was, if you don't bring one dollar, it doesn't matter because your relationship is much more valuable. And I remember going on my first trip, and I thought maybe the same thing that maybe a few, uh, few people going on a mission trip for the first time think. Like, I- I'm going to go. I'm going to build a house. And, and I'm going to build it for somebody. I'm going to fill myself up. I'm going to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with building houses or doing physical labor uh, at the church. Because I know when we go there and we do that, it is a huge weight lifted off their shoulders, a huge burden um, off their lives. But it was way more than that. See, 1 Peter 4, 8 says, above all, love each other deeply. And what I learned was most important to Pastor Dimas and the leadership here was just that, was just that verse, that we wanted to go somewhere and love deeply. It was about the relationships being built. And I went there with the mindset of serving because that's exactly what we do on missions trips. But I came back filled because of the way that they served me. And it seemed backwards at first, like there was a serving war going on, which is an incredible spot to be in when coming to a partnership. The relationships there far outweighs my painting skills. It far outweighs the resources that we can bring, the way that we build classrooms, our ability to do farm work or our inability to do farm work. But the relationships also outweigh the way I kill a chicken. Some of you guys who've been on a trip with me understand Chicken killing, it's not, it's way different. Or I never did it before until Costa Rica. Anyway, what makes this partnership different is that there isn't this expectation to go there with, with full pockets so that we can build and bless and then leave, but rather come together as a church body, loving each other, praying for one another without ceasing and going out together to do what God has called us to do, to be witnesses of him, to make disciples in love others deeply. And it reminds me of this passage in Matthew chapter 22 where, where the preacher, this, uh, this teacher of the law goes up to Jesus and he says to him, out of all 613 laws, what is the greatest command? And Jesus says to love God and to love others. And I believe that's exactly what we are doing. I believe that's exactly the vision and the heart of this partnership to go and to love others, and not for the church, but rather alongside the church in Costa Rica. And number two, our family is so much bigger than I ever imagined. Our family is so much bigger than the Cretellis. It's so much bigger than, than, than Carolina Forest Community Church or the Grand Strand. It's so much bigger than even our partnership or, or this village in Nambi, Costa Rica, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, For just as the body is one, it has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, it is with, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink 
of one spirit. Church, because of that, we have this, we have this one common denominator, and that's Jesus Christ. Because of his death and his resurrection, that is what makes us family. Even though we don't speak the same language, even though I may be 3% fluent in Spanish still, we come together in worship and prayer and fellowship for the same purpose, to glorify God in everything that we do, to love him and to love others and to look more like Jesus. Now, I love what, what Nancy said in that video that at the very end, she said that it, she gets like a glimpse of heaven. That's exactly what it is. When we are there, when we are worshiping in different languages, I don't know what they're saying sometimes, most of the time, all the time. They don't know sometimes what I'm saying, but the fact that we are this bigger body coming together for the one purpose, for the glory and praise to Jesus is a glimpse that we get of eternal life when we are going to our homecoming. We get to celebrate with this larger church, with this larger family, and glorify Jesus. And I know it's easy to believe that there are these cultural barriers or language barriers before stepping into a different country. But what I found is that love is universal. Laughter, oh gosh, laughter is universal. I mean, we make fun of Rick. They make fun of Rick. It's universal. I mean, Tyler, I could just say this because I'm up here today. We have this unity in Christ that goes beyond CFCC. And as each part has a specific purpose, so does each member of Christ's body. With the knowledge of having a family in Costa Rica, this family just keeps getting bigger. When our view of, of the church expands, so does our view of God. And because our family is bigger, that means that we can take the gospel even further by loving more people well. They talked about this, Coney Charles talked about this, and it's one of the most exciting things that I'm seeing within this partnership. Um, but when talking about growing the family of Christ, we got to celebrate the next generation. The students in Costa Rica go on their first missions trip to Telemanca. I want us to think about that. The place that we pour into, that we go, and we, we try our best you know, to, 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 to show them the love of Christ, they are now going somewhere else and doing the same thing uh, into another village on the other side of Costa Rica. And now just imagine this future vision of our students, the next generation leaders, the ones who are going to lead your kids and your kids' kids, teaming up and partnering with their youth and going together to love others and to serve others. And that grander vision to see our youth and their youth come together, not just to pour into Telemanca, but also maybe in a place in Guatemala or, or Nicaragua until the gospel, the love of Jesus has reached beyond borders we never thought we'd be able to go. The body of Christ continues to expand, continues to grow so much bigger than I ever could imagine. And because of that, my view of God expanded. Now, I'm going to wrap up with a story, and as I do that, the band's going to come out, and we're going to worship together. But Charles, he asked me this question. He's like, hey, what's, what's your earliest memory in Costa Rica? And like I said before, I have, I've written down everything on each trip, like all the things that God is doing. There's so, so many um, stories of, of God's faithfulness and the things that he has done that I've seen so evident uh, in, in, our, in my life and in the life of, of this church. 
and this partnership. But there was this one that I go back to years ago where I believe it's the first time that I really saw God within this partnership. We were doing what we call uh, food distribution, and that's where we pack a bunch of bags of food and supplies so that we can meet the physical need of the community. And usually the leaders of the church, they know their community. That's this whole vision of partnering with the local church. They know their community, so they'll take us to each house, and then we'll be able to to meet their physical need and then hopefully meet their spiritual need by praying for them and inviting them back to the local church. So we get to this one house, so we're passing it, and one of the ladies on our team, we have one more bag left. One of the ladies on our team said, hey, do you you mind if if we go to that house right there? We've been passing. I just feel the Holy Spirit leading us to go to this house. And the trip leader's like, yeah, absolutely. So we begin to walk up to the house, and I happen to be somewhere in the front and this small house, barely put together, these seven kids come out of it, and a mom. And this little girl runs out, and she is so cute. So I'm like, I gotta give her a hug. So I start to go down, and I'm like, she's coming straight towards me. And she's pointing at me, and she's smiling, and it was this moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I'm so glad we got to this house. She's so cute. And she starts running, and she's saying stuff in Spanish. I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. And she's saying, Mama, Chaquito Blanquito. And she keeps saying it and saying it and saying it. Some of you speak Spanish and you know where this is going. But, and I go down and I'm like, oh my gosh, what a moment. And I, I look at our leader and I say, hey, what's she saying? And he's like, Mom, look, I'm a little white boy. And I was like, no, I'm a little white man. No, I didn't say that to her. But, we continued, we went up to the house, we started building these relationships, they started laughing at me and the rest of the team. So went up there and we're, we're saying, hey, we, we believe that God has led us to your home that we can, so, we can, so we can gift you with this and we hope that this food and these supplies can last you as long as it may be so you can f- feed all these kids that you have. And then we said, can we pray for you? And she stopped us and she broke down. And she said, just this morning, I was praying to a God I don't even believe in. I don't pray. I said, God, I have no food left for my kids. And just this morning I ran out. And she said, then you guys showed up and just put food on the table for my kids. I'm not saying this story to say, look what we did. Look what Carolina Forest did, because that's just not true. But to say, look what God did. But the greatest part of this was not that we were able to give her food. That was awesome. But it was that we got to tell her that God loves her unconditionally. And we invited her back to the local church. And she came that night. She came and she gave her life to Christ. And she became a member of the church. And that is something that we got to celebrate. Because she recognized that her family is bigger and that her relationship with Jesus was better and that her, and then because of that, her view of God became greater. And God used a little white boy like me <laughs> in a strange village. Other crazy people around this place. As he expanded our view of him, we got to see the expansion of someone else's view of him in Costa Rica. 
So I'm going to go back. I, I want our church to expand our view of God because he is greater. And we expand our view of God when we are living on mission. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God has called us each into the mission field. Living on mission for the sake of Christ goes hand in hand with experiencing his spirit. When we are being witnesses and being the hands and feet of Jesus, we experience more of him. We can experience a new look of God, a new way but what I really, really want to make clear before I end this, we don't experience God more in Costa Rica. I believe that we potentially see him with more clarity because we are out of our mundane. We are stretched physically at times. We have less distractions from back home. But I know I'm up here talking about global missions. I don't want us to get confused. I'm not saying that these trips to Costa Rica are above the mission that God has placed you in right here and right now. Because being on mission is bigger than this. It's bigger than these trips. It's bigger than this partnership. It starts with loving the way Jesus loves in your home, to your family, to your wife, to your husband, to your kids, to your colleagues, to your coworkers, to your neighbor next door. Being on mission happens across the street and around the world. And you are part of this already. And that's why we're here. We're celebrating that. You are a part of this church. And, and if you feel like you're not, you can be. Your view of God can expand. It's not because of our own strength, thank God. But like it says in Acts, by the Holy Spirit's power, he equips us, he will lead us, and he will direct us. We partner with Pastor Dimas and the church in Nambi ultimately to love and witness and to be the hands and feet of Jesus to a world that desperately needs it. But it doesn't stop there. It's bigger than that. And when, when we are doing that, I believe, though, we will see the grand, what the grander church looks like, the bigger vision of God's call on our lives. I believe that you will find purpose in your life when you live on mission. And I pray that we will be a family that continues to be obedient to that call, that will be able to say the words of Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. Send me. Maybe that is to Costa Rica. Maybe that is crazy enough to Talamanca. Maybe that, that is to your neighbor, to your family. And when we do that, we will, the body of Christ, experience more of him. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for loving us the way that you love us. God, I praise you and I thank you for this partnership that you have orchestrated and led us to through PPM that we can build relationships within PPM and also Pastor Dimas, his family, and Iglesia Mejores Dias, God, that, that we can continue to grow together as a family, not just go there and, and, and pour and pour and pour, but God, just to see the gospel being taken all over the world. I pray that you will lead us as we are obedient to you and continue to be on mission for you that it's not just in Costa Rica, but it's here and across the street in our homes. God, I pray that you will continue to teach us to love the way that you love us and that we look more like you, Jesus. It's in your precious name we pray, amen.
Amen, church. Before we get started in worship, I, I do want to introduce you to somebody special. Um, we have another Costa Rican here. His name is Michael Pineda. Or just call me Mikey. Call him Mikey, guys. He's like, nah, he got it wrong. <laughs> um, what we love, uh, what we've been talking about is, is building these relationships in Costa Rica. Uh, we had the, the, the privilege of being on a trip one time with Mikey and where God has placed a calling on his life to, to be in ministry. And so he's not just going to be here today singing in some Spanish, but he's going to be here for a year. He's going to see uh, what God has for him and what he can learn uh, in ministry as he's serving in different parts of CFCC and beyond that. And church, that's a really cool opportunity for us that we get to raise up the next generation leaders. Like I said before, to the ones who are going to pour into your kids and your kids' kids. And that all of this started from this partnership that God has ordained uh, with CFCC. So guys, let's worship together.